It is freezing outside. <laughs> I just feel like I'm such a big baby when it comes to this weather. And raining. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and when it's damp and cold, it's not fun. It's like extra bad. Or or windy. Like yesterday morning, it was a little windy and cold, and I was just like, "Can we just do one? Like choose, <laughs> <laughs> choose." But I told uh, I told Junior to, I made an announcement when I got home today after mass. I was like, "Okay." I was really inspired by that homily. It was a great homily. It was excellent. Uh, Father James threw it down, and then I was like, "Okay." Uh, I've decided that my deep water this week will be. I'm not going to complain, and my oh. husband's face was like. Huh? Like what? You yeah, know, right. you know, like you know what that entails, right? That's deep, deep water. I'm like, I know. I'm not gonna complain about uh, anything. Okay. Then I came in and I was like, this weather. That's probably a complaint, but Well, I started it. Okay. okay. <laughs> no, I should have been like, it's a gift from God, Tom. It <laughs> it's lovely. That's right. Oh, it's funny. <laughs> anyway. All right, what's up, St. Louis? Welcome to the Being Church Podcast. I'm Tom. I'm Elisa. And today we're very happy to have another Parishioner Spotlight episode with Ashley. Hello. Ashley winning. Hello. Welcome. Thanks for coming. It's great to be here. <laughs> I'm super excited. I've actually never met you, Ashley. This I is know. our first time meeting. I know. Guys- I recognize your voice, you know, and it's great to see your face. Oh. <laughs> That's so awesome. awesome. I love that so much. <laughs> Welcome to our Sub-Zero uh, studio. You're right. Um, so Ashley is in the... I'm going to... Tell, I'm going to say a little bit about you, oh, okay. and then you can tell your. Ooh, okay. You can correct the errors. Uh, so Ashley's in the RCIA here at St. Louis, and she so she started in September. Is going to be baptized at the Easter Vigil, um, and she's cool. She was working as development in development for the University of Texas in the athletics department. That's Wait, right. what? Yeah. Well, for one more week, yes. And she's transitioning into a new job. So tell us a little bit about. Who you are, kind of where you came from, and all all that stuff, if you wouldn't mind. All right. Well, I am originally from Austin, Texas. Oh, um, I didn't know that. That's right. Uh, um, where'd awesome. you go to high school? I went to Lake Travis High School. Oh my gosh, this is crazy. That's right. <laughs> well, I was born in Austin. Um, my father is American. My mother was English. And uh, I moved to England when I was three wow. and spent a all of uh, my elementary school years there and then moved back to Texas after she passed um, and then went to Lake Travis. And so, yeah, it's been, it's been a really great uh, journey back to Texas and I'm glad to be here. It is one of the best places in the country. I've come I mean, to learn. I've come it to is. Learn. I mean, I'm sorry. It just is. It's so wonderful. So wait, you work at UT? I work at UT. I work in athletics. This is uh, my fourth um, university to work for in college sports. And then I'll be moving on to UTSA here soon in a week. Okay. So when this is done, I just, I'm a, like, I like bleed burnt orange yeah athletics so like yeah when this is done i'm just gonna ask you all okay the things wow so excited ashley hooked me up with some tickets this year did she really i did if she likes you maybe she'll oh my gosh she'll have some people yeah well my my sponsor is uh also works at texas athletics so she'll definitely hook you up that is amazing okay so tell us a little bit i want to know all about that like how what lane did you in the wait, what lane did you at St. Louis, and mm-hmm. is it the same story? What lane did you at St. Louis and in RCIA at St. Louis? Or yeah, how did you come to be here? So I was at a Texas football game, 
and I saw a very handsome man oh. walk across the room, and he was in it was town. The Lord. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Not this time. <laughs> Not this time. He came later. But um, I saw a very handsome man walk across the room um, when I was working at hospitality. And um, he walked up to me and we started a conversation. And I was like, I'm going to marry this guy. Wow. Right there. She and knew. he was a, a former letter winner. He was on the football team, uh, 2005 national champion. And um, he's Catholic. Mm. And it was actually That'll Texas, right Texas Notre Dame, Tom. Oh, really? That's right. That's when we met. Oh, this is, that's a sign. That's cool. I can't even handle the story already. You're <laughs> 45 seconds into your story, and I'm like, this Signs. is my favorite story ever. It's Texas football. Anyway, can we just keep going? Yeah, this keep is going. Excellent. This is great. This that's is great. right. So two and a half years later... Um, we're looking to move our lives together here soon. And um, he was like, I'm Catholic. You know, are you interested? And I said, yeah, I'd be interested. And I, I know I need to grow my spiritual faith. And um, let me learn about RCIA and becoming Catholic. And, and so I uh, talked to a colleague of mine, Kristen, who is now my sponsor. And she said, come to St. Louis. It's awesome. I said, okay. So I emailed Tom. Tom said, let's get involved. And then we've been five months into yeah. the journey, and I'm wow. looking forward to getting baptized here. So let me tell Easter. you about this first encounter that I had with Ashley. So yeah, she emailed me, <laughs> yes. and she came into my office. I I talked to a lot of people uh, who are interested in becoming Catholic. This young lady walked into my <clears throat> I feel like an old man this young lady walked into my office I'm older it, than you Tom. it was immediately like the most pleasant experience I have ever oh. had like it's pleasant when you come into my office Elisa but like oh, well, there was just nice. this air of like peace yeah. and she was so I said it to you too and it was kind of weird that it was the first time I met you and I was like you are so joyful like I hope that you come to RCIA because like we need you yeah so I was just, uh, I was struck by your, by your I found that very hard to believe at the time. Really? Yeah, I did. Well. I said, I'm a little negative and I need Jesus to fix it. <laughs> I need Jesus to fix it. Yeah. Take the wheel. Oh, that's mm-hmm. funny. Yeah. So yeah. And then you started RCA. So what, um, because you had thought about like Christianity before, right? Or people had talked to you about it before. Well, yeah. So in England, so like what, yeah, what England made you made is that? the, is the home of the, protestant reformation right right? so i i really didn't think i would get to this point today um but i'm just excited i i I don't know i just have i've always had a feeling Mm -hmm. when i came to my first rci class father james said you know when you're first born the lord touches your your soul and I said, you know, it's the thumbprint. It is. It's that. Yeah, he says that a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's true. And, you know, there's so many times in your life, if you're not really involved with the church, that miracles happen. There's so many gifts that come into your life and you either respond to them or you don't know what's happening. But, um, you know, after I've gotten read a lot of C.S. Lewis. We talk Mm -hmm. about this a lot, you know, um, and in the screw tape letters, it says, and so it was you all along when, Mm. when the man passes on and I'm, and I'm having a lot of those moments where I know that throughout my life I've been 
called and I haven't responded. And so it's time. So was that, this is so fascinating. So when you came, cause you were like, I didn't think I'm was going to be here. Was this like a come and see, but I'm probably not when you came to St. Louis, like the initial, was it like, let me just check this out and it's probably not going to pan out or did you expect it to I don't think I knew. I mean, Tom was like very open about it. Like, go go through this process with us um, and see, let's see if it works. Um, some people don't stay. And that's, that's a shame, I think, after I've come this far. But I have been more and more and more pleasantly surprised. I thought... Um, kind of, I'm a pretty cerebral person. I'm in my head all the time thinking, thinking, thinking. And so I thought something in here may not jive, mm. but it all has. It's pretty incredible. It's so insane. That's, and- that's interesting. I was going to ask you, mm-hmm. like, okay, so our RCIA uh, formation, it's, you know, it's like lecture-based, right? We yes. talk about facts and doctrine and things like that. But there's another element that's kind of we can't really describe it. It's sort of a spiritual formation that kind of happens right. along with it. Um, which of those have you like been more impacted by? Is that a fair question? Hmm. And have you noticed a difference in your life since starting the RCIA? Well, that's two questions. I, guess. <laughs> I don't know if this is going to answer your question, but I'm going to tell you a story. I like stories. Know, I stories. Stories are good. Yeah. Which, you know, um, so, one of the first days of RCIA, uh-huh. Tom put together a retreat about prayer, and, um, you know, I'm like, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen here. But Tom was like, "Look, there's not a right or wrong way." And I think one of the questions I asked was like, "Can I do this informally? Like, how how do I talk to the Lord? And you know, can I talk to my mother who's passed away, or is that kind of like?" heretical or like, can you do, he's like, do, just do it. And so, you know, I prayed a good bit, but I didn't pray every day. And New Year's came around and I said, my New Year's resolution is going to be to pray every day um, and talk to the Lord, whether it's formally, informally, I'm just going to have to, I'm building a relationship. And so um, every night or in traffic, or wherever I am, if I have a moment of, of gratitude, I pray. So, you know, I told Tom one day I was in traffic and I was like, Lord, hey, how are you today? And he <laughs> said, I'm awesome. You know, he always says that. And I'm like, okay, great. And so we just talk in informally and all of a sudden my life started to change in really dramatic ways. So um, I had been applying for so many jobs to find uh, a way to be with Bradley, whether it was when he was in California or whether it was when he was in Alabama. I applied for jobs that I thought might advance my career. And and before I was praying, I said, you know, I want this job, Lord, please give me this job. I, I, it, I just want this. Please mm-hmm. validate me in these ways. And the Lord every time was like, no, I have a bigger plan for you. So Instead of selfishly praying, I would just say, Lord, take me where you want me to go. Um, I trust you. And um, all of a sudden, things started to happen. Um, Bradley is going to be stationed in San Antonio. 
um, my house was on the market and someone put in an offer in a matter of days. I called uh, a friend at UTSA and said, I'm interested in this job you have open. And he said, you got it. And then, so now I'm going to move to San Antonio to be with the love of my life, with a job in college athletics and to continue my dream. And so, um, it's really been about a relationship and it's really, you know, I owe Tom a lot for, for that retreat. And he's like, no, this is how it is, but it's not, it's, 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 you're doing amazing work and it's changed my life. And I can't thank you enough. Thanks. I mean, that makes me so happy. And But really, like, there's so much credit in your being vulnerable with God. We talked a little bit about this. Right. Um, and vulnerable to the process, right? And I think this is something that um, even, like, regular mm-hmm. practicing Catholics need to need to get back to is this total willingness to let Jesus take the wheel, mm-hmm. as Carrie says, my girl, <laughs> Carrie Andor. Uh if you didn't know her, I don't know. <laughs> um, but this this total willingness to let God drive and to kind of go along with it, I, I think. And we talked a little bit about right. that. You do that phenomenally, and it's I try. It's hard though. But you have to try. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and I just love what you said about like this. So I just decided this is a relationship, and like, you know, I'm a little bit more seasoned than you two, mm-hmm. and so I'm, <laughs> I'm a, you know, I've come to a place where I've realized that the relationships in my life that are really like really bear a lot of fruit. Like I have to nurture those. Like Mm -hmm. I have to, they're important to me. And those people I have to like, I have to put in some energy. And so when we see our relationship with God in that same light and we, and we use prayer as this, as this just time to be with our beloved, it just is like, it really just, just helps you just to feel that connection and feel like, you know, like he's true to his word. He's faithful. And like, whatever it is, he's behind it. And Mm -hmm. I can trust in that. So, but just to know that you like this has unfolded. It's just like, it gets me almost, I could probably, I'm probably going to cry after this episode. (laughs) I'm just gonna be honest. Like it just, this is just so beautiful that, you know, Tom came here, God called him here And, like, to sit here and see that, like, God called him to be this kind of minister and that he played a special role in you, right, and you becoming, uh, living more fully your call to discipleship. Like, it's just this beautiful, because, you know, you, you, we work for the church. And so sometimes you just kind of put your head down and you're like, oh, well, I have to make this meeting or, you know, and and you don't necessarily see the seeds that you plant come to fruition. Right. right? Not that I've. But but so often you don't see the fruit of your work, right? And it's it's really nice when uh, that's why I love RCIA because it's... this happens, right? Like people have these experiences with God that are tangible and real, and they're like, "Oh my gosh, my life has to change," right? Like that is where the change happens. It's great. It's it's just great. It's awesome. And I would just say, like, uh, I went through an adult program here when I was twenty two. Uh, I went through the confirmation program and I just feel like it would be so great if every Catholic that was born Catholic could do something like confirmation or RCIA just because you, I mean, you're young and you don't remember. And, um, just like you in my, in my formation, I was like, Oh wait, wait a second. Like it all has a purpose and it all makes sense. 
like everything we do, there's a reason behind it. It's not right. just like for fun. Mm -hmm. And it all, it all works together in this beautiful symphony of faith. Right. And my amazing sponsor, Kristen, you know, Tom, when I met with Tom, he said, you know, your sponsor does not need to come to everything, you know, uh, needs to be at the rites, needs to be at the sacraments. And I, and I said, can my sponsor come with me to classes? And he said, absolutely. Like the more the merrier. And so she, she's a, she's a cradle Catholic and she, um, kindergarten through, uh, senior year of college, um, interned at the Vatican. I was like, I hit the jackpot with, yeah, yeah, she's, she did. she's cool. Kristen's right. awesome. She's amazing. And so she said, I want to be there with you. I want to, I want to go back to the beginning and I want to start at the basics and, um, I will help you, but this will help me as well. <sighs> Strong women. Just, <laughs> they just are my jam. I, know. I mean, I love it. Stuff. Learners, they're my jam. Learners. It's just so, yeah. yeah, it's so, it's so great to know that people are still wanting to dive deep. Today, today, Father James was like, you know, this is God is asking you to not hang out in the shallow end. Shallow end is fun and it's great. Um, but God's asking you to go into the deep end where not all the things are answered and that you don't know the answers mm -hmm. and you don't know where you're going always. Well, let's tie that back to what you said about vulnerability. I'm taking over. I'm Take taking it. over. Host it. I oh, love that's it. it. I love She's it. in. All that's she needed it. was 16 minutes of uh, practice. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. That's right. You want to re restart it? And a five-hour energy. <laughs> Dude, she crushed a five-hour energy before this, and she took notes. <laughs> that's right. I'm type A, and have to, I have to know what I'm doing. But <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Um, so I think one of the things about RCIA and especially thinking of the first day, the first, you know, first couple of classes, we have to be very vulnerable. Um, and depending, you know, people come from different, different faiths and different backgrounds. Um, but for me being the person that's going to write notes and take a five hour energy and come early and practice and be nervous that it's not perfect and all of those things like, I'm scared to do things wrong. I mean, you know, you hear you hear what people are talking about, like, oh, Catholic mass is stand up, sit down, sing, do this, do that. And I was like, I know I'm never going to be able to do all of things correctly. Oh. And, and I'm just going to try. And it is scary. And I think that's what turns people away is because they're too afraid to be vulnerable and um they don't know how to do everything yeah and i would just invite them to come and stick it out and and pray about it and i i am just an example of someone who has put their faith in the lord and built a relationship and things have happened um not to say that things will always be perfect but um he validated me and said, you're right. We do have a relationship. I just like, I've never even ever, ever considered that, that people wouldn't come to mass because it's daunting. Like if you don't, mm. like it's if you don't know, like if you don't know why people are kneeling, well, people know mm -hmm. exactly when to kneel. And if you don't, if you don't know why they're, mm -hmm. this isn't like really a come and see thing. If you don't, if, if you don't yeah. feel comfortable. Yeah. It's, it's really interesting what you're saying that like when people don't know, 
they either like make fun of it or judge it and then they just stay far away right right <clears throat> i think that's human nature it's intimidating oh it yeah is. yeah um wow. the whole the whole we have yeah. to you know i love janet's story when when her um sponsor or in the future sponsor said hey let's go to dinner let's let's mm-hmm. um do you need anything hello and and that story was phenomenal mm-hmm. Um, I need someone to say, okay, now stand, sit down, kneel. Okay, this is what we say. Here's the order of the mass. Yep. This is why we do this. And that's what my sponsor has been for me. But um, wow, I invite anyone in the church to say, hey, you know, c- come here, do this. Well, come and here. I bet that if someone like you walked up and said, hey, why are we kneeling right now? Most people wouldn't. They'd be like, oh, we just do, you know, right. this is, this is part of this, uh, right. radical catechesis and evangelization that needs to happen for all adults. Kind of like you're saying. Um, but it's really hard to come into something that you don't know about. I was telling Ashley that I, uh, just joined a, mm-hmm. uh, gym orange theory and it's like a process mm-hmm. and it's like hard and scary at first, but I was like, I put people through this one. We go through you the RCA do. all the time. Mm, hard and scary is so, good. Like being in being uncomfortable is okay sometimes. It's really important to be vulnerable because it, it builds you up. That's right. It makes you stronger. And it takes a lot of courage to jump in. And it's just keep coming back and it'll get more and more comfortable. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. So that's what I've been open to is like, yeah, I know I'm, you know, five months in and I still am following the order of the mass, like with my index finger. That's okay. So That's I right. have a question about Father Doug Jeffers. Oh, let's <laughs> do this. Um, so I've never been. I mean, I've been to de- definitely. I've been to different talks, and obviously his homilies are wonderful. What is it like to when when Father Doug presents? Because he is very cerebral. I can relate to that, although I do not have the IQ of Father Doug. I mean, the man is brilliant, genius, yeah, and incredible. Um, I remember... He doesn't listen to this, so you can say whatever yeah. you want. Well, okay. he's going to now. <laughs> is he? I'm going to tell him to. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> That's right. Um, <laughs> I love her even more. Anyway. <laughs> I'm like, don't laugh into the mic. That's okay. Okay. Um, I... I didn't know what to think at first. I was like, this man is so much smarter than I am. I, I don't know. I feel intimidated, but you know what? Like every time I come to mass, he comes up to me. Hi, Ashley. How are you? You know what? He genuinely cares about me. He really does. And you know, I, um, I love these people who have been a part of, changing my life and you know i'm already talking to bradley i'm like father doug is gonna marry us like i know he is because he's just so important to me yeah and he he doesn't he doesn't even really know that but he comes to me comes up to me after class and he's like i want to talk to you about this i've been thinking about this for you where where are you with this Mm -hmm. and he went from being just this genius on a pedestal to just He's in my heart. He's yeah, he's been friend. amazing. Yeah. Yeah. He's really been great. Yeah, and so and he went. I mean, he went through the RCIA process too. So yeah. I mm-hmm. just you know I'm wondering if he just has a uh, a place in his. He loves RCIA. He loves cat. Yeah, he. I've never he, heard behind either closed of you doors say that. when we talk. 
about RCA. He, uh, I mean, he loves everything that we do, but you can tell that there's a special place in his heart for the RCIA. He's told me that before because it's so important. It's, it's someone's journey into the church. You know, it's like, it's, it's really formative as you're kind of finding that out. It's interesting though, like to me that RCIA kind of encompasses those two, like Father James today was talking about like contradictions. Yeah. The, The RCIA process is very much about answering these questions and like this doctrine that we, like we do have the reasons why we do things, but also making space for like grappling and like not having it all figured out. Those, like those two things go hand in hand. It isn't just like, you're going to know everything. You're going to check everything off and you're going to land on Easter vigil and be. That's really important because so in every formation thing that we have here toward the end, and we'll talk about this in our sessions, but like toward the end, I really start to get the conversation going with like, Hey, we've been here for 15 weeks or nine months and we've covered, you know, we've gone over all the doctrine. Um, but you still don't know everything and that's okay. That doesn't mean you can't be Catholic. You know, um, a lot of people get really hung up on that. Wait, I don't know it all yet. I don't have all the knowledge. I can't do it perfectly. Kind of like you said, Ashley, it's not about doing it perfectly ever. Right. Uh, like, yeah, we're called to be perfect, but we're not. Um, and so that's a really, that's, I'm glad you said that. That's a really important tension. Right. uh, There's always more. Yeah. To acknowledge like that tension is there. Um, there's a lot of aha moments. That mm. was that was one for me. I feel like I can remember exactly where I was sitting, and I and I, you know, said, "I don't think I know everything enough to be worthy of being baptized." And everyone, you know, Father Doug and Tom, they're like, "You don't have to have it figured out." Yeah. And that's just, you know, you the sacraments they help get you there. And I was like, "Oh, wow. Okay." Just keep chugging along. Yeah, yeah. And to be to be Catholic and to work for the church and to and to do this on a daily basis, it's 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 important to remind even ourselves. Like, there's gray. Like, there's areas where we grapple and we struggle, and we're like, "But I don't have this completely figured out." And it's nice to be reminded, like that's like that's okay. That's where grace steps in. That's right. where faith steps in. That's where um, like you're human. And mm-hmm. he's God. Mm-hmm. And so you want to, like today, Father James said, like you want, as if he's something that you can catch and at- obtain and just know all. The whole point is that you're, you don't know. And you have to, you have to be okay with that. You have to kind of walk into that and, um, and like trust. Um, so you do, you learn a lot, but you yeah. also learn that you <laughs> don't know it all. Right. It's beautiful. It is beautiful. I mean, yeah. I think it's really great. It's the mystery part of our faith. Um, so, so your life right now, right? It's kind of in transition. It is. So Ashley came to me a couple weeks ago. She's like, "Hey, I got this job," and I, in my head, I went, "Oh gosh, she's gonna leave." That happens to us all the time here. Yeah, because it's Austin and it's yeah. a transition city. I get it. I get it. Uh, and she goes, I, "I'm gonna get this job near San Antonio." But I really don't want to leave RCIA. So what are your what's your plan for Are you Skyping in? No. I well we talked, you know, Father Doug and I talked and he's like, you know, or both of them said, 
we'll get you transitioned into a a new program. Like we won't let you down. Like there, you know, we'll figure out how to get you on the same page. We'll catch you up where you need to catch up. Um, I said, I don't want to, I don't want to be anywhere else. So I'm going to drive here (laughs) hour and a half on Tuesdays and be with my people. She drove an hour and a half for this today. Well, so why? Well, because this is my family. Like, I, I love these people. I mean, these are the people that decided to change my life and, and have helped me. And, you know, I've become, you know, humble and vulnerable in this process. And I could meet new people right. and I could go somewhere else. But um, I'm very tied to these people. And you know what? They may need me as much as I need them. Absolutely. And, um, I I want to be with my sponsor, and I don't want to ask her to come to San Antonio, and I don't think it's fair to change sponsors. And I just want to see this through. And uh, I I tell people, if you can't you know drive this far for Jesus, then who who, who are you going <laughs> to drive so for? It's so funny that you say that because St. Louis. I don't live. We live in Pflugerville, which is not right. San Antonio, but we have five kids, and right. so we we came to a point where we're like. Uh, do we need to go to the church that's eight minutes from our house or do we need to drive? And so we did this whole discernment thing and um, we started kind of sometimes going there, sometimes coming here. I've been coming here since I was 16. It was really hard. One day I was in the narthex. Father James had just started there here and he saw me. I was with a kid in the narthex and he goes, Hey, of course, just that noticing, Hey, you're here sometimes, but you're not other. And I was like, yeah, this is the, we're trying to discern blah, blah, blah. And he was like, let me just ask you one question. Where, where are you fed? So that day I went home and I told Junior, um, if we're going to drive our kids to soccer practice and to, and we're not going to drive 30 minutes, like we got it, we got to go all in. And so that was it. We were just like, okay, this, we will all in right for Jesus, for our, for our community, for our family. We yeah. will. Absolutely. And you know, I think, uh. I want to listen to, you know, podcasts and audio books and take time to pray and reflect during that time. I think a lot of people would be like, bummer, like that's, you know, but I'm looking at it um, in a positive way and I'm looking forward to. You're almost there, girl. I'm almost there. You are almost there. Yeah. It's I feel so like I, I feel like I need to like be in the front seat, like front pew, like. Like, like with cheer my cheer, on. like a pom-pom. Like, this is so exciting to Come me. Come on, girl. I don't think I've ever had anybody gone. I had a friend a long time ago, but I, like, recent people mm-hmm. that have gone. That is. It's an emotional. That, that Easter vigil is an emotional night for me, too. Uh, part of it's, like, stress because there's a lot of organization that needs to happen. Right. But, I mean, last year was my first one here. And watching watching these people who I had been working with for months and father Doug had been like, just so just straight up joy. Yeah. I was like, Holy smokes. Like it was just one of those moments for me to step back and go, this is awesome. This is one of the coolest jobs in the world. Yeah. Uh, so I can't wait for the Easter vigil. I need that realization again right now. <laughs> it, uh, yeah. It, oh man. It's just, this is overwhelming. Like you're, I feel like I never want to okay do. Are you okay today? No, I, she's just so amazing. Like her and Janet. I know, I know. I just, 
And I feel like, oh my gosh, there's you and there's Janet and then there's all other, you know, however thousands of parishioners that we have here this that have community. the yeah. exact same uniqueness to their story and how mm -hmm. God brought them here. And it's just like, I just, I always have these moments where I'm like, God, I can't believe you love me so much. Like, thank you for loving me so much. Thank you. And then I hear somebody else and they're like, they can't believe that they, that God loves them so much. And I'm like, how does he, like, literally, how does he like, how does he manage? It's enough to go around. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> how can you love all the people this as much and be so intimately invested in their lives. Because like my life, it takes a lot of energy to right. be intimately invested in. I got a lot going on. And you do this for every... It just blows uh, my mind. It. Yeah. It yeah. blows my mind. That's right. He's a big guy. He's yeah. pretty cool. Mm -hmm. He's pretty cool. What's your favorite thing about RCA? Like the whole process. What has been your favorite thing? Well, I... You can say I... Father Doug. You won't hurt my feelings. That's okay. <laughs> I don't know. I think it I think it's just really big picture for me. It's mm. just changed my life. Um it's just changed my life. I feel like I've I can be a negative person. I can be so in my head. Um one of the things that I've talked to Tom about is my whole life I thought I just had to put it on my back and carry it. Um if I wanted, if I wanted something, I just needed to try hard enough. I just needed to be smart enough, good enough, put in enough effort. And, um, it wore me down. It wore me down. And the, the moment that I said, I can't do this alone. I really need you to, to carry me there. Um, it happened. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it was learning how to get there and, that's what this process has done for me. I won't even ask my question because that's a, yeah, what I is think a really that's good just way a to great, ask. Come on. That, I was just going to ask your favorite thing about St. Louis. But okay. obviously it's like, I mean, well, yeah. What's your favorite thing about St. Louis? Father Doug. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, we are really there. The three of them. I was actually on the way over here. I was like, man, it's kind of the dream team right now. Like the, really our is. priests, our priests really, here's the thing. The three of them really love the people that they shepherd. Like they really truly love um this place and the people and um yeah, I feel pretty lucky. Me too. It's a darn good parish. It's a darn good parish. I'm partial, but it's a darn good parish. <laughs> Ashley, thank you so much. I would say this was inspirational and encouraging. Gosh. That's our tagline that I forgot to say in the beginning. Yeah. Mm. We work to inspire and encourage our St. Louis community, right? Something like Man, that. I'm so inspired. I am so inspired and encouraged by you. Oh my gosh. I'm so glad I this was such a great idea, Tom. I know. Tom has a lot of great Thank ideas. Thank you. Thank you for coming. And keep pushing in your faith journey. And you do have this whole parish and all these listeners uh yeah. behind you, backing Thanks. you up. Yeah. Thanks, team. Yeah, yeah wait, I'm like totally gonna add you to my prayer list, like for sure. I need it. Yeah. And be in the front pew at least vigil, apparently. Bravo. Yeah. <laughs> That's <Absolutely>. right. <laughs> Dunker. <laughs> All right. Good job. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Don't thanks cut. for listening. Well, it's just baptism. Okay. Thanks for listening. Uh, go ahead and like and subscribe and pass along to your friends. Uh, maybe even your friends who want to join the RCIA next year. Maybe. Ashley would uh, love to sit down and talk with them. And Oh, you got that right. Tell them about how, how awesome it is. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. Have a great week. And do you want to? Yeah. Go be church. Yeah.